tuning to Sports Betting Daily. How the hell are you? My peeps, my sports betting peeps. What's going on with you on a Tuesday? Today is October 4th, 2022. How are you out there? What's going on in your world? Uh, on today's show, we're going to talk about DraftKings. <laughs> Trolling people after they won a lot of money last night off the public. Uh, DraftKings boosted Cooper Cup to get a touchdown last night. And, uh, you know, DraftKings were on a lot of these promotions, and it lost. And so DraftKings, I didn't actually, I knew about the prop, I didn't place it. But this morning, I wake up, and DraftKings is going crazy on Twitter, just like completely fucking trolling everyone who made that bet and lost. And, you know, I've been posting certain things on Twitter, asking questions of sportsbooks lately. Give us a follow if you're not already on Twitter, at SBD underscore pod. Remember to follow and uh, rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening. But I try and put stuff out on Twitter that asks questions of sportsbooks. And lately, I've been posting the idea that sportsbooks try and get you to lean into one side of a bet. I posted a, a, a picture from a screenshot from BetMGM where they're giving statistics to lead you toward one, uh, one side of a bet. I posted a, a screenshot of uh, DraftKings. You know how they offer those same-game parlays? And they'll say, like, oh, this team, highest-scoring team in the league, going up against the worst-scoring team in the league. We're offering the highest score. You know, take the over 34 for the higher-scoring team. So it'll give you stats to try and lead you down the path to bet one side. And I've said before... You know, very clearly, very publicly, should this be the role of sports books? And obviously, the main re- the main answer I get is, of course not. This is this should be illegal, if anything, right? The idea of they're sort of like manipulating you to take your money, and that's why I do this show, or at least one of the main reasons. It's because so many people are getting into sports betting that really are are so new at it, so novice at it, so fresh at it, they get taken advantage of. I mean, people don't understand how nuanced and complex the sports betting industry really is because most people go, how tough going to be? I've been watching football my whole life. You know, it's like, it's uh, there's a lot more that goes into it than that. And so I want to talk about DraftKings and I'm only going to talk about them today because they're the only ones rubbing it into the betters who lost. But, you know, I also find opportunities for my show to do topics like this that are trending on Twitter, that are trending on other social media sites. And if you've been following the show for any, you know, real amount of time, you know that I'm not the biggest social media person. And I, I kind of struggle with that sort of stuff. My fiance has to teach me how to, you know, look and use it and do it all different kinds of stuff. I'm, I'm such a, like a, 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 well, I'm, I'm a boomer with that stuff, right? That's the kids say. You goddamn boomer with it. That's how I feel with, with technology. <laughs> just like, you know, just like, uh, just social media, uh, or, or just the, the hell, the, the human vocabulary. I see people on Twitter like, yo, yeah, no cap. I'm like, no cap? Like, what does no cap even mean? Does that mean they don't have a handicap? Like, I don't... Actually, I'm going to look it up right now. They, like, all the kids these days are saying, oh, yeah, bro, no cap. No cap. I'm like, what does cap mean? I actually haven't looked this up except for right now. No cap uh, basically means they're not lying or capping like they did something. Sometimes people write it like this. Uh... Oh, that's just like a emoji thing. So here's an example. That food was good. No cap. <laughs> that food was good. No cap. I hit that bit. No cap. <laughs> Is that real? Oh, God. Uh, I guess that's what it means. So no cap. Yeah, it means you aren't lying. So anyway, that's what no cap means. It's got nothing to do with actual handicapping. But my point there is I'm not really, you know, the most suave person with uh, social media, but I did obviously see people are getting all pissed off at DraftKings this morning. So uh, the tweet, I guess we can pull that up right now. Let's see here. Uh, the tweet from DraftKings this morning, uh, quote, 
the member of the promotions team who boosted Cooper Cup to score a touchdown has been put on administrative leave, right? Oh, <laughs> do we have a crowd laughing on here? We don't, no. I thought I had some like laughing crowd on the soundboard. Isn't that hysterical, though? It's like, the, not hysterical because the tweet's funny. The tweet's fucking stupid. It's, it's funny because we all know that these sports books are getting rich. As a matter of fact, DraftKings reported a 57% increase in last year's second quarter numbers. $466 million was reported this, qu- this second quarter in 2022 from DraftKings. They are becoming filthy rich from taking advantage of people like you. And this is what pisses people off. It's that the average person out there who works a hard nine to five and they're driving home and they see Cooper Cup boosted. And so they may make that bet. And I've said this before. I give advice for how to bet smarter, bet more profitably. And that's good. And you should follow my advice. But I've also said there's nothing wrong with if you make some good money or you make some decent money, you've got an extra 20 bucks, you want to make it for some fun. I call it pizza money. You can order a pizza or you can make a bet. It's like, who cares, right? And so, you know, this person gets off work yesterday. They're driving home. They get home. You know, they pull up their phone. They see, oh, Cooper Cup, boost a touchdown. That's fun, right? They make it. Bet doesn't hit. Fine. You make bets. They don't hit all the time. And then you get onto Twitter the next morning, and the very sports book you made that bet at at is making fun of you, right? And this isn't the making fun. It's that that, uh, they actually engaged with people in the in the comments, <laughs> DraftKings got hooked by the by the trolls. Someone's like, uh, "Are you going to refund the losing bets?" And DraftKings goes, "Nope, just nope." Okay, well, it lost. Maybe it dra- here's where it's okay if that bet hits. If Cooper Cup, if they boost it and he hits a touchdown, and the DraftKings going, "Hey, whoever put that promotion there, you're fired." That's like tongue in cheek. That's cute. That's funny. It's like ah ha ha whatever. When the bet loses. And you post that, it's a total troll job. Someone else came, uh, down here said, uh, LMAO, which I noticed. All the kids use that too. LMAO! <laughs> yeah. uh, more like a paid trip to Cabo alongside Cup and his family. And uh, DraftKings goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We called Cooper before the game and told him not to score. We nailed it. You know, it's like, what? If this isn't proof we're living in a simulation, I don't know what is. It's like, at what point did we get where DraftKings is now trolling the very people that lost their bets to them? So... The point of today's show, and I have some stuff to get into with this, is why it's so fucked up and why I think it should be illegal, okay? This, to me, is par with with liquor stores targeting those who have abuse problems, those who have alcohol problems, okay? And it's not enough for these sports books to say, we give out the hotline, we say at the end of every commercial, if you have a gambling problem, call... Okay, just like alcohol, you know, if you if you, if they had a sign up in the liquor store that said, if you have a problem, consider joining AA, well, you think 95% of people to leave and just like, oh, well, there I, we have a problem. That doesn't work, okay? It's not going to work. It's never it's never worked. It's, in the history of, of telling people, hey, there's a risk for this. If you have, now, obviously, for the 0.0 whatever, 2% of people who do have a problem and want help, that's great. But you're telling me, if you have a gambling problem, it's gotten to the point where it's ruined your life so much, you need to call someone. You can't pull up Google and find that out. We don't need to listen to the end of every DraftKings commercial where it goes, uh, it's like, uh, you know, the DraftKings, do so-and-so, bet our same game parlay. Instead of Allen, instead of Allen, Colorado, New Mexico, Nevada, and, uh, for, for, for the hotline, call 1-800. That's what it seems like. It's like, you, you can't hear. They speed it up at the end of the commercial. It's, well, we're doing our job. We are doing our job. So that's the first thing. Is there, there's no regulation here. They are totally baiting, take advantage of a lot of people out there. So that's the first thing. The second thing is on that note, 
they're baiting, taking advantage of people of bad bets. Now, let's talk about this Cooper Cup boosted touchdown. The price that everyone was uh, talking about and the price that DraftKings was advertising as the boosted price was Cooper Cup anytime touchdown plus 150. Now, as we've talked about before, all these numbers can be converted to break-even percentage. So we know kind of what these numbers are representing, right? If you go to aceodds.com and type in the odds converter or just find the odds converter, you can type in any odds or any line and find out what the uh, percentage is that it equals to. So as we know, plus 150 equals 40%. And again, if you didn't know that, go to aceodds.com, type in uh, plus 150 in the American odds there, boom, it'll pop up. So plus 150 equals 40%. What that means is if Cooper Cup were to score a touchdown 40% of the time, this would be a fair bet. If he were to score a touchdown 41% of the time, this is a great bet. And if he were to score a touchdown 39% of the time, it's a bad bet. Okay. So that's how this works. That's why we bet numbers, not teams or situations. And that's sort of the idea of what the line is telling us. So here, there's a couple things going on here. First of all, they're promoting a boosted line that they boosted from minus 110. Now, even though the classic line for Cooper Cup to score a touchdown is closer to 50-50, over his last 36 games in the NFL, he scored 22 touchdowns, which is just over 60%. You see where we're going here? So the true odds based on, and this is just last three years. If you go back his whole career, this number drops. But let's let's have some recency bias because Cooper Cup has stepped it up a lot. Let's be conservative and give Cooper Cup a lot of credit here for having a, a you know, what is expected to be a good performance. So I think 40% is actually a very fair price. Historically, based on uh, what Cooper Cup has done. Now, I know last year he had, I think, one fewer touchdowns in games played. This year, three touchdowns, four games. That's fine. That's great. But still going back three years, 36 games, that's a good enough sample size, I think, to use 22 touchdowns over that same time span. So aside from everything, I see this plus 150, which DraftKings is advertising as, as a boosted bet, as a normal bet. I did not look at 150 and go, boy, we got a deal here. I saw 115 go, yeah, it's probably close to what it should be. Maybe should it be plus 130, plus 140? Potentially. But plus 150 is not outrageous. And I see this a lot in these boosted bets or these specials. Here's what these sportsbooks will do. Is they'll artificially inflate the price and then mark it down so it's quote unquote on sale. You know, I feel like the grocery store does this sometimes. It'll be like, hey, box of donuts, you know, $4 marked down from 20 going, what do you mean markdown? You can't just make a price of 20 bucks and then say, oh, well, let's mark it down $16. It's like, no, the, bo- the box of donuts is worth four bucks. Okay. You can't just say, oh, well, let's say it's worth 20 and let's just mark it down a whole bunch, but more people will buy it. And the thing is, if there's a lot of morons out there. There probably are more people buying that stuff. You know, just like there probably are more people go, oh, boost it, boost it, LA or, or uh, Cooper Cup plus 150. This is a great deal. It's a great deal. So, I wanted to get that stuff out of the way. Okay, there's a few things going on there that I don't like in the first place. The fact that they artificially inflate the lines, then give the boosts. The fact that it's not much of a boost in the first place, even though they're advertising it as one. Okay, that all aside, though, because that that is real. Like they, these sports books know what they're doing. They're never going to make a bet or give you a bet. They think they have a bad side in, and that includes same game parlays. That includes everything that you see them advertise. It's it's usually not a good deal at a sports book especially if they're advertising it. So that's why this is, this is all so messed up is that they know what they're doing. They're, they're pulling the strings behind the, behind the scenes. And the end result is a lot of people out there, a lot of you are wasting your paycheck, making stupid bets that you would never, ever make unless DraftKings advertised. Cooper Cup boosted touchdown. And that's what people are upset. People are upset going, dude, you emailed me 
to, you know, to DraftKings. DraftKings, you emailed me, told me about this great bet, and now you're going to make fun of me for making the bet? So that's why it's so messed up. And look, I mentioned same game parlays. This is a great example. When's the last time you saw a DraftKings ad? Chances are they're talking about same game parlays. Why? Because what they pay back in same game parlays is so diminished, it's laughable. Again, first touchdown score on average, just 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 hypothetical or just kind of spitballing because I don't have any actual you know like uh, like like numbers from this past weekend ahead of me. But on average, if you get a first touchdown score and their price is plus eight hundred, it probably should be closer to plus fifteen hundred, plus sixteen hundred. Like they're diminishing your returns sometimes upward of 50% to guarantee they're going to make money long-term in the same game parlays. And you could say, well, Tyler, if I win, how are they guaranteed to make money? And it's just like this. In the same game parlays, when they diminish your payout, what they're doing is guaranteeing long-term they're going to have the edge. So if we flip quarters and every time it's heads, I give you a dollar. Every time it's tails, you give me a dollar. That's fair. That's 50-50. No one's going to lose money. But what DraftKings is doing with these same game parlays is they're now saying, okay, we'll still pay you, but we're going to pay you 75 cents. And you may go, hey, who cares, Tyler? I got paid tonight. Well, over the course of time, if you keep making that bet, you're going to win 75 cents and then lose a dollar and then win 75 cents and lose a dollar. What's going to happen? Over the course of time, you're going to go broke. That's how these first touchdowns work. You may hit one, you may hit five first touchdown bets in a row. But over, if you keep doing that and keep making those bets over the course of a season or whatever, you're going to give that money back. That's the point of those bets and that math. And so if you take one thing away today, it's that these sports books are fucking, I'm going to use a word from someone over at pregame.com who's been in the industry for a long time. They're fucking cockroaches. And I mean this with zero respect. It's not like I go, no, look, all due respect, these guys. No, it takes a monkey to run a sports book. Now, I get it. There's some people out there, i.e. Chris Andrews, who has a couple books out there, runs the South Point in Las Vegas, who are good pros. They're bulldogs. They've been in this for a long time. They get how to massage the line. They get how to take a side. They understand, you know, that there's no, it's not like every sports book that exists is made up of these kind of people. But 99.5% of them are. I mean, you go to a window in Vegas and if, if they don't think they're just going to chomp away your money, they're going to restrict, they're going to limit, they're going to do everything they can to guarantee they're going to win. And, and in the long run, again, they're, they're just chopping more and more of what gives you the opportunity to profit. And I mentioned that, that a, a monkey could run a sports book. The reason I say that is, is because I, I actually look down on, on sports book managers and I think it's a, it's a laughable job with, with a salary that, I mean, look, if these guys knew sports betting, they'd be betting sports. It's a bunch of failed wannabe sports bettors who, who try and get back every instance they can. And so what most sports books do, i.e. BetMGM, FanDuel, you know, Tipico, DraftKings does this half and half, not as much. Uh, Bavada, you know, a lot of the square books, a lot of the retail shops, they will simply copy. <laughs> they'll wait until whoever a respected sports books opens their line and they'll just copy it. And they won't move based on action. If, if BetMGM gets a whole bunch of action on one side, they don't move. They wait for the other book to move. And if the other book doesn't move, MGM takes a stand. So as long as you can copy other people, which most people by, the, by what second grade are good at copying you can run a sports book. I am convinced that you can run a sports book as long as you can copy, you know, move a little bit here or there. I know it's there's a little more nuance, but honestly, I'm not being super like crazy here. It's not that off. It doesn't take a whole lot of effort to run a profitable sports book. My God, they've got minus 110 working in their favor. Can you imagine if every bet you made was plus 110? 
there would be there would be so much leeway. I mean, you could guess and make a living. So it's it, one minus one ten is a powerful, powerful thing. And again, we'll wrap everything up by talking about zero sum. Zero sum means it's a zero sum proposition, which the definition of that is one person's going to win. A zero sum game between us and the sports book means either the sports book will win our money or we will win theirs. Okay, they don't have like a side, like little slush fund set across to pay the winners. They pay with their money, which largely comes from the losers, but still, that's their money. And so the idea that we should be following and commenting on and, and liking the sports books, I want all my listeners to develop a hatred for the sports books. And this isn't some like superficial thing. This isn't some us against them. This is just the idea that if we're going to win money in this, we can't be soft with sports books because they're going to destroy us. They will eat you alive if you don't go in with this, this mindset of be wary, be cautious. If they're promoting it, stay away. If, if the limits are low, attack, right? Because low limits say one thing. They're scared of the money. They don't want to take a big bet. And when they're scared, that's where we pounce. The Super Bowl, you can get a $2 million bet down, right? That's, that's a tough market. English Premier League on a Thursday, not going to get a, a huge bet down. That's why I focus on what I do. But know that. Know that sports books don't give a shit about you or your money. As much as they advertise the hotlines for you to call, they don't care. The more people that call the hotlines, the less money they make. It's actually a net negative for them when you call the gambling hotline. They have their hand in your pocket and they're laughing their way to the bank with these kind of tweets. So I wanted to talk about this today because there's a lot of pissed off people, rightly so. And if you listen to the show and you know someone who might not listen to the show, who may fall trapped to stuff like that, have them tune in. Because my goal this show is to, it's not to talk shit about DraftKings or any other sports book. I've done this about at BetMGM. I've, I've had my problems with plenty of sports books. That's not my point of this show, okay? If I want to do that, I could do that. The point of this show is to help people bet smarter. Like that's the gist of it. If, if you're to wrap this show down into one sentence, that's it. That's why this show is for beginners, for pros, for everyone in between. We talk about what's going on in the world of sports. We give handicaps. And I believe through my handicaps, people learn how to handicap games. People learn how I talk about games, what to avoid, what to focus on. All right, this is a big teaching show. And today, it's a great example of th there's going to be a lot of things in life, not just sports betting, a lot of things in life th th that look good, but are actually bad for you. It's like the old saying in the mafia, right? Yeah, mafia members, they never went till you pissed off and killed you. They bought you dinner, treated you nice, and they killed you on your way home. That's kind of how these sports books are. They'll wine you, dine you, and then rob you of everything they can as much as they can before you decide that you don't want to bet anymore. It's their only goal to win your money. And they'll do anything, anything in their power to accomplish that goal. And again, this is all about manipulation. That, dra that, that tweet, oh, we better fire the guy who made that, who put that up last night. It's like, really? DraftKings, you reported a $466 million second quarter this year. Up almost, up almost 60% from last year. They have the audacity to tweet and troll the people making them rich. Oh boy, I tell you, I mean, <laughs> it's so crazy, right? When you talk about that, when you, when you put it all out there on the table, exactly what's going on, people don't understand how much the sports books take advantage of us, want to take advantage of us, knowingly do. And they're going to keep doing that. They're going to keep advertising things that win them money, avoiding things that lose them money. So one takeaway from today, don't trust the sports books. Always go in weary. Always go in asking questions. Very skeptical. That's the best way to approach these thieves who want to take your money. So 
All right, that does it for today's show. A little bit of a different tone, but hey, we're coming after DraftKings because they fucking deserve a bunch of thieves over there. And you know what I'm going to tell my sharp buddies? It's time to attack. Time to make some DraftKings accounts and try and do to them what they're doing to everyone else. So anyway, good luck whatever you have going on today or tonight. We'll talk to everyone tomorrow on Sports Betting Daily.